Hello, Relentless family. We are so glad to be back. We're here on another Thursday. As you can see, I am not alone today for those who have Spotify and see the video. But those who are not, let you know that we do have a guest and I'm going to introduce her very soon. But you know me by now as Kenyatta, your host and the counselor and founder of Relentless Counseling. And we still on this journey, guys. We are on this relentless journey where we are walking in purpose listening for the call of God on our life, and we are loving ourselves unconditionally and reaching our best self. Today is no different than any other Thursday. Y'all know this is my favorite day, and we are talking about our relentless voice, our inner voice, not just our voice, but how we align our voice to our actions, to our walk, how we align that to our purpose. And on the spiritual side, how do we listen to God's voice? Y'all know anyone who listen, whatever background you, you can put whatever you want to put there for your spirituality and your values. But we're really going to talk about God's voice and where he's leading us. And we have a guest who has their own podcast. Her name is Jen Weaver, and she has her own podcast called God, Good God Talks. And when I say it is an amazing podcast and you learn different ways of how to talk to God, how God can talk to you through different various topics that she comes up with, she is amazing. And I want to tell you all a little story before she comes and tell us all about her podcast in detail. But I want to tell you how I met Jen. I met Jen through a mutual friend at their their son's birthday party. And I was sitting at, you know, at the table at this party, this venue, and Jen just came up to me and we just had this instant conversation, like this instant connection. It was so great to the point where I met her two kids, her husband, and we talked about life, our journey, our spiritual walk, even exchange numbers. And the months went by, time had went by, and I was like, oh, I need to get in touch with this lady that I met at this party because I want to have her on my podcast. There's things that I just enjoyed that connection, and I knew that God brought us together for a reason. And I couldn't remember her name. Got the number. I knew everything, what she told me about her life and where she's from, I think, but I could not remember her name. And I swear, no later than maybe a few days or a few weeks later after I was trying to figure out this woman's name so I can pull it up in my phone and call her, she texted me. And I was like, God, you put it together. So I'm gonna introduce Jen Weaver. I'm gonna let her speak and tell you all about who she is, but this is our guest speaker today. So hello, Jen. Hi, Kenyatta. Thanks for having me. I, I love that we get to do this and I love how we met. Like it was such yes. a chance, like God orchestrated moment really to find someone at a kid's party. Like it wasn't like we're going to a gathering of like other women for the purpose of like meeting people who you have similar passions and calls on your life for. And I just, I so enjoy you. I so enjoy your podcast. And I love that I get to spend this time with you. And as you mentioned, I am married, my husband, Jared, and I have two boys, uh, Dylan and Connor. And so I am full on a boy mom with all the things that come with it. Um, my old, my youngest, uh, for his birthday, our oldest Dylan picked out a gift for him and it's a remote controlled tarantula spider. Yay. That is not what I would have picked <laughs> to have, like running around my house. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm for it. I'm for the way that they love each other and, and support each other. And, um, I love encouraging people in their walks. And so I kind of talk about what I do 
in two large buckets. So I come alongside uh, Christ-led leaders, so fellow Christians who are in a leadership capacity somewhere, and I help with leadership development and healthy culture and healthy teams, really pouring into the leader who feels like they may not have all of the leadership development available to them that they would want. Uh, and then I come alongside Christ followers with uh, resources to help and as we're growing and developing in who we want to be, who we know God has called us to be and growing in that relationship with him. And a big thing I love to focus on in that is having that conversational relationship with God because it's, it's really something I didn't know how to have for a long time. And in growing in my ability to recognize God speaking to me, um, not only has it changed my relationship with him, but it's just changed my whole life overall, because I'm sure we'll get to like, my self-talk can get in all sorts of crazy ways. And so being able to differentiate has been a game changer for me. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. I told y'all, Jen is amazing. And her story is beautiful, things that she do, not just for a living, but she walks it. Like she is identifying her purpose and walking in it. And I just feel that this is God's calling for you to help his people while we build the kingdom. And as we talk about today's topic of our voice and talking to God and listening to God's voice, that can be really hard and difficult and challenging of knowing what voice to listen to. Is this God talking to me? Is this me talking to me? Or is this the enemy trying to deceive me? And we can identify the enemy as a lot of things. It's not always Satan necessarily, but we know we deal with a lot of different spirits. We deal with a lot of different things that is outside of our flesh. But just day to day within our, our just fleshy human life, we get a lot of voices coming at us, a lot of different things telling us what to do, what to be, how to believe, how to believe. even just in the Christian walk in general, it's so much pressure. And we try to figure out in life, no matter what our beliefs are, no matter what walk of life we're, in, we're on or what season we're in, it's kind of hard to stay the path. You know, we talked about goals and changing lifestyle, you know, making lifestyle changes and New Year's resolutions. And how hard is it to just keep up with that? And we don't even have to talk. In those things, those are just actions. But just think about how difficult it is when you're walking your purpose or trying to get to the next level in your life to get to your best self of how hard it is to what to listen to and who to listen to. We have social media out there. We have celebrities, politics. We have all these different things telling us, okay, what they can do for us, what they can do. And we're like, okay, well, how do I know you can? And then we talk about, all right, that walk of faith. How do we know we're taking a walk of faith in the direction that we want to go? Mm -hmm. We can take a leap of faith and be totally off of where we want to go. And I think what helps with that is, one, how we communicate, not just with other people, but how we communicate with ourselves. And I want to talk about a little bit, the therapy hat is going to come on for a second, but talk what? about communication styles, right? And so when we talk about different communication styles is how do we get our voice heard? How do we express our needs, our feelings? And a powerful thing that we always look at these communication styles as, hey, Jen, this is how I'm talking to you in this style. But how do we communicate to ourselves? And so the different communication styles that are out there is assertive. And I want to go into details with this a little later, but we have assertive communication. We have aggressive communication styles. There is passive communication styles. 
And we also have passive aggressive communication styles. And another one that we don't really talk about, usually we cover those four styles. I know, Jen, you've heard of these four styles before, right? But yeah. there's another one that I didn't recognize as a style of communication, and that's the manipulative communication style. And all these styles we use some point or another, good, bad, and different, we have used these styles. But I wonder... What do we feel the most comfortable style in communication? So Jen, what is what would you say out of those five is where you land the most? Ooh, well, I, I love that you're bringing this question in kind of in the concept of a relentless journey uh, because it has been a journey for me. So I, if you had asked me this question in my early, early adulthood years, I would have said passive. Um, I, I was terrified of conflict. Any chance I could find to avoid having the more difficult conversation, I just, I didn't want to upset anyone. I didn't, mm -hmm. anyone, I didn't want anyone to be disappointed in me. I didn't want to let anyone down. And so I would go super passive of like, it really mattered to me. Like something could massively be important to me and significant in my life. But the way that I would approach it is like, you know, if it'd be okay, if you have the time, but don't worry. And so not even really communicating from a genuine place because I felt like I, I couldn't clearly communicate what was deep on my heart. And so I, I would say I probably fall more now into the assertiveness type of communication. Um, and I try and uh, one of the things I do on my coaching side of things is I'm a, a DISC trainer. And so DISC is a communications method of understanding different communication styles. And so one of the things I try to do uh, is try and get a read on where the other person is at. And so I can authentically bring my communication in a way that they can authentically receive. And mm -hmm. so trying to be trying to be mindful of that. But I, I would say I probably teeter still between some like passive or some assertive. I was I was at a dinner uh, the other night. And uh, one of my friends has a really thick accent that I'm still learning because this was actually our first time like in a group hanging out together. And they mm -hmm. said something and I was like, uh? and one of my other friends, who's great, she calls me on stuff all the time. She goes, when Jen just smiles at you and doesn't answer, she didn't understand what you were saying. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's, that's that passivity coming out again. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so we're just saying like, hey, could you say that again? Could you repeat yourself? And that's the assertiveness yes. communication style. And a lot of times when we have this passive communication, it's kind of like this people pleaser. And this is me kind of defining passive communication. But we kind of have this people pleasing moment and it can be self-efficate. Ephesine, cannot pronounce that word for some, for whatever reason. Like you said earlier, conflict avoidant. You want everything to be easy going. And this can be, when we think about just a definition and things, the example that you gave of that passive communication style, it's like, hey, this is the safe space. This is the space where, hey, I can fly under the radar. No one has to hate me. No one has to bother me. We get that way. But when we think about our journey in life, just our, just our walk with God by itself is it always easy? Can we always skate under the goat? We're not called to do that. We're yeah. called to go in the trenches. We're called to put in the work. Now, I don't want to beat up people to get them to God or to talk about things, what God wants us to do. But he also says, be strong. 
that it's his will that he got us. If he got us, then we don't have to be passive, which can be like kind of, it's also known as submissive type communicate, communication. We don't have to be, we're kings and queens and we're part of the kingdom and we're the heirs of this, of this kingdomhood. Why do we have to be passive? And so we have to be mindful of the passive conversations that we have with others. And I think even more when we are using passive communication style with ourselves. And that kind of segues into our own self-talk. Are we having positive self-talk? Are we having negative self-talk? And when we're having negative self-talk a lot of times, that can really be a passive communication style with ourselves. Then if we go a little further with that passive style with ourselves, we also talk to God in that same way. Mm -hmm. God bless me if you want to. Use me if, if it's okay. Don't take me any further than where I want to be. Don't put me in the fire. Yeah, or and I would even add to that in in my whole like dinner party scenario mm -hmm. that that happened. Uh, <laughs> if I applied that to the Lord. It's, oh, I didn't really understand what you were saying, God, but I don't feel like I can say that to you. I can't admit that I'm not really sure what you want from me right now. I'm just going to pretend I understand and like hope I kind of figure it out as we go along. Or I don't, God, I really don't want to disappoint you. And so I'm not going to bring the real things that are I'm struggling with. Like mm -hmm. I, I'm wrestling with this, but I'm going to try and pretend even to you, God, who I know knows everything already. I'm going to try and pretend to you that I'm not really struggling with this because I don't want to, I don't want to disappoint you. I don't want you to be displeased with me. I don't know how you're going to respond. And so uh, oftentimes when I find myself even falling into those type of unhealthy patterns in my own self-talk or in my conversations with God, that's because somewhere along the way I've misunderstood him or I've misunderstood the identity that he's given me. And right. so I respond to him in a broken way of communicating because my understanding of, of me or him, and I see this in human relationships too, my understanding of one of us is broken. And so my approach to communication is then also broken. Yes. And then when we have passive communication style and we do this with ourselves, with God and with others, we tend to hinder that relationship because we're not going to, oh, wait a minute. No, she mad. I don't want to get her mad because I'm avoiding this conflict. I won't talk to her. Or I won't talk to him or whatever they want, they can get. I'll just go along with it. But even though you don't want to, even though it's yeah. hurting you, you just, mm -hmm. you stick with it. And then I wonder what does that say to us? What, how God really wants to use us and do for us take us to the next level for us to be his, his servant, for us to be his vessel, to take us higher and to continue to bring everyone with us. If we're passive, I feel like God's saying, can I trust you? Mm. Because you're really when we're having this past, like, I don't trust you. I don't want to have the control over it, but I don't trust that I'm okay. I'm good enough. I'm, I'm always in this, oh, you're going to fight me. You're going to punish me. Are you going to do this? And we do that with stuff and we just hold ourselves back. We're not reaching our best selves when we're in a, when we're in a passive communication style in whoever we're talking to. But we can be aware like, hey, I'm aware that I have this style, that this style of communication may be something that I've learned through experience. It may be trauma that kind of stopped me from 
being assertive. It can be a lot of things. But when we don't trust God or trust like, okay, I got to trust my own voice. Like I tell people all the time, I tell my clients, what other people feel and think about you is their business. It's not, it's not your business. And because it's not my business, I got to be able to self-preserve. I got to be able to take care of me. Because if I'm not taking care of me, getting my voice heard and my needs met, and I'm always avoiding conflict, I'm also not solving anything. Mm -hmm. I'm also not making solutions. Yeah. And every conversation that we're in, you know, you in the dinner, you know, at the dinner table with this guy who just have a very, very strong accent. We all are like, okay, he's going to be mad. He's going to feel offended if I ask him to repeat himself or he's going to fly off the handles. When we think of conflict, we think always the worst case scenario. Or like, I don't want him to feel awkward. Like it's him. Like it's me. I'm sure I can catch up. Like, and, and even that I'm, I'm discrediting the engagement that can happen if I am following along in the communication. And huh. I would say too, even um, like the, we can put the wrong emphasis, like we can put the emphasis on the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. And when we're talking about, okay, how am I talking toward myself or how am I talking um, to people in my life that I care about or how am I talking with God? It can be like, okay, well, what is, what's needed to get the thing accomplished right now? And I, like, I'm an Enneagram one, I am an achiever, I'm a doer, I like getting things done. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I can look at, okay, well, I just, I want to know what I need to know to be able to get the thing, the task done, or I'm going to, I'm going to figure out what they need from me and hopefully it will grow into a relationship later on. But those transactional approaches aren't what we actually want in our deepest relationships. They're not what we want in our deepest human relationships. They're definitely not what God would, would offer us or want for us. Like, it is so good that we get to partner with what God is doing in the world. Like, we, he's like, hey, come partner with me. And I'm forever like, are you sure, Lord? Like, we're humans. Like, <laughs> we're all, we're humans. You, you made us. You know all the problems that come with our humanity here. And he's like, no, no, I want you to partner with me. But that comes from that overflow place of because we're in relationship, because you allow me, daughter, to know you, and because mm -hmm. you, daughter, come to know me, then we get to go do things together. And I can, I view that in broken ways. And I'll, I'll look at it, even in times with God, and I'm like, okay, well, tell me what I need to know so I can do the thing. And he's like, no, 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 doing the thing comes later. Like, mm -hmm. come know me. And I'll find even that that can happen in my own self-talk. Like I would say probably over the past year, maybe year and a half, I've really been learning to have compassionate curiosity toward myself because before a lot of my own self-talk was just real critical. Like I would just be like, why are you still struggling with this? You should be over this by now. Why does that still bother you? Why can't you get your act together? And I would, I would speak, I would speak to myself in ways I would never speak to another person. And I was treating myself in a lot of those same transactional ways of like, suck it up. We have stuff to do instead of like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to care for me too. And mm -hmm. that includes how I talk to myself and that includes how I process my emotions and my thoughts. And that includes how I want to speak to myself and how I view me. And it just cascades all these ripple effects in all sorts of places. Yes. And when you say that, I'm glad you brought that up because we went from passive talk to ourselves, 
Now that we're in a more assertive way of talking with our clients, with different people, but when our negative self-talk happens, we can get a little aggressive with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the most volatile communication styles I think anyone can have. And what it says about aggressive communication is it is a communication style that can be hostile, threatening. It comes from a place of wanting to win at all costs. And when we communicate this way, our behavior contributes to the conversation and that we're more important than anyone else. And the content of the message is often lost because of the tone of that delivery. So when you are talking to yourself, like, get over it, get it up. Yes, you want to be able to move forward. You want to be able to move past it. But that tone that you're giving yourself in your own communication style with yourself of being aggressive, you kind of lost, okay, what, what are you trying to say? Mm-hmm. And then it gets it gets lost in, in that. And we know we live in America. We work with people that, you know, have told a lot of different things. People who go through different, who have different trauma, just going through things who may not always know how to emotionally regulate they can be dysregulated on a regular, constant basis, and their communication comes, hey, I gotta attack mm-hmm. before you attack me. Or I'm using this aggressive style to protect myself. Mm-hmm. And we do that with our conversation with God sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that aggressiveness can come in, sometimes it's almost that avoidance. Like it's not mm-hmm. a passive avoidance, it's an aggressive avoidance of like, no, we are. God, we're not going to talk about that. I don't want to hear what you have to say about this area of my life or this thing that's super important to me or a, um, a requiring of God. Like if I have to win, God, I, I require of you to do this for me in the way that I would want it to be done. Like you have to answer this in the way that I would want you to answer it, which really like, like that aggressive, if we picture that in human relationships, when I picture that for myself, when in times I've been experiencing that, that doesn't foster a relationship. That doesn't foster a closer connection. That's not a safe space to share who we are and our hearts with each other. And it doesn't it doesn't breed trust because an aggressive attack puts the other people either on a defensive posture or they need to remove themselves or they're gonna fight you back. And right. so then it's like, okay, well, when I'm coming to the Lord, Am I coming to him with, with an awareness of who he's made me to be and a yielding of myself to him because I trust him more than I trust me? And I, I want to hear what he would have to say, even if it's not what I would want. I trust that what he has for me is better than what I would even know. Yeah. So amazing. <laughs> Love this conversation. But it's definitely... Too. I, I, when I think about aggressive communication or aggressive, just aggressive people, and I'm, and I think that we all have been aggressive at least one point or two points in our life where we were the aggressor and not on the other end. Oh, for sure. Especially if you have siblings, like it's been there. (laughs) Definitely. And I think that when we look at, you know, how we talk about aggressive to ourselves, this is where I think a lot of self-destructive behaviors come up or a lot of self-sabotage come up where I can't just sit in my pain or sit in my anger, process it, accept it for what it, what it is, and I can't fix it, so I start to destroy. Mm-hmm. And this is where we may deal with self-harming behaviors to try to take that pain away. That's an aggressive attack on ourselves 
our suicidal thoughts start to come in. That can be very aggressive. A lot of people may think it's passive, but it's not really passive. It's a really aggressive thing. I am really shutting off my pain sensors in my body to hurt myself to the point where I can't stop to actually mm -hmm. kill myself. That is an aggressive act. And so this communication style that we have can turn into very self-destructive behavior all because we don't know how to communicate with ourselves effectively. That we yeah. can't sit with ourselves in the mirror and sit with our truth. And when we're on our relentless journey, loving ourselves unconditionally, that's part of that. And so when I say love yourself, I'm not going to just love myself. Oh, I got my earrings in. I got a nice outfit on. Or I'm loving myself because, hey, I got these accomplishments. But what happens when I'm in the dark? Mm -hmm. What happens when God has me in a wilderness season where I'm by myself? And we know what happened when Jesus was in his wilderness season. He, he was by himself, but there was somebody else there tempting him. I would say the mountain he was on, but then I don't want to get beat up by the Bible scholars. And I can't remember the name of where he was at. But he was being tempted. And he was also in prayer. And when he was in this prayer, he was talking to God, of God, remove this, and this may not be on that time when he was in the wilderness, but I know he said something in the wilderness. I might be totally wrong. So those, please check my um, my scholar things of the Bible. I promise you I'm reading the whole Bible, but I can't remember every single story. <laughs> but he was like, he was really talking to God. He was being vulnerable with God. And I think that's what we miss in the communication that we have with God and what assertiveness really looked like. Assertiveness doesn't always mean I have it all together all the time. It doesn't mean that I am strong just because I have an assertive way of communicating. It means that I can be vulnerable and accept where I'm at and be okay with my feeling. Mm -hmm. Jesus had to do that. He was like, yeah, hey, I mean, <laughs> yeah, when, like when the enemy was trying to tempt him, it was with verses from scripture that were twisted around to be misrepresenting like talk about aggressiveness like we're misrepresenting what the bible says and because jesus knew the father he's able to say no that that's not actually the father's heart that this is also what the bible says with the appropriate application and when you talk about like the self-destructive tendencies one of the things that i have to work on for myself is it's almost a a protective or a defense mechanism mm -hmm. to try and come up with what I did wrong before someone else tells me what I did wrong. And like, so um, there's a book, The Road Back to You. It's a, it's on the Enneagram. My mm -hmm. husband is an Enneagram seven. And so he's like the fun loving, outgoing, positivity, like knows mm -hmm. everyone person. And I am like very like, I think an Enneagram one is like a perfectionist. And in my personality, I'm introverted. Um, I'm technically like an ambivert, but like I recharge by myself. Mm -hmm. And so we're reading this book and um, it was talking about how sevens leave a party. They're thinking about all the things that were fun and what could be more fun next time. And when ones leave a party, they're thinking about what they could do differently. And if they hurt anyone's feelings and need to apologize. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so me. And so I would play this tape in my head of like, well, what if they, I said that and it was stupid or they thought I meant this, but I didn't mean that. And I didn't think of it at the time. So I couldn't clarify. And I'm like, should I apologize to that person? And I get in this like broken habit that is really self-destructive because 
the, the reality is, one, if there's no indication of something going wrong, why am I doing that to myself? And two, like, can I love myself if I make a mistake? Right. Can I be okay with the fact that I might have put my foot in my mouth? And if something comes up and I, I feel like I need to apologize or someone comes to me and they're like, hey, that thing you said, that's actually rude. I can be like, oh my gosh, I didn't, I didn't realize. I'm so sorry. Can I still love myself if I'm not perfect? And if I can allow that, like, if I can allow myself to do that, that changes how I talk to myself. And I, I saw in a lot of ways that I applied that to God, where I would, I would think, even without necessarily always putting words to it, that God only wants me to come to Him when I am perfect, and I come to Him in the perfect way. And that's a lot of what I love about doing Good God Talks because it's a it's a conversation starter. So you can have an uncommon conversation with God at any moment of your day right. because he always wants to talk with us. And we don't have to put him like I did for years in this like cookie cutter box of like, well, this is the designated time we talk. And these are the designated spiritual things that we talk about. He's like, no, let's let's have actual relationship together. It doesn't mean to be all cookie cutter perfect. Right. And that's amazing. And you brought when I mean, you brought that up about how we self-sabotage and how, you know, we kind of process our thoughts in our head and how it comes out and other things. We had our Christmas party, of course, in December we had a Christmas party at work. And the director made a comment that everyone heard wrong. Oh no. When I say we all I mean everyone heard it wrong. But we all responded to it differently. And looking back and kind of reflecting back on it, we all responded in how we communicate with ourselves, our own self-inner talk. So I can't remember exactly what he said, but it sounded like he's saying, you all are stupid. And I'm like, well, I know he... And he's like the nicest director, nicest person you could ever meet. Such an awesome guy. <laughs> we like, did he just say we all are stupid? And we all heard we all are stupid. But oh, no. my quick response was, oh, I'm sorry. And then one of my coworkers' response was, oh, that means you too then, huh? And then I came in with other, but we all had a different response from how we can, it really was about what is our own inner self-talk. My first go-to was, I'm sorry. Mm. And it made me reflect, I'm like, why was my first go-to, I'm sorry? What was yeah. like, what was I sorry for? Like, that's his opinion, that's his feeling. And I was like, huh, I really was passive in, the, in that moment. Like, I really, that was a negative, I viewed it as a negative self-talk with myself that I felt that I, have to, I had to apologize. And so it's interesting how we don't really recognize how we talk until it comes out. Mm-hmm. And so it's time to really be aware of what our talk is within ourselves and how we respond. We think it's a self-talk or something, but it plays in so many different areas of our life. It manifests itself in so many different aspects of our life. Mm-hmm. And we talked about assertive, so let's go ahead and just define assertive behavior because this is the type of communication that is, well, I will consider the ideal communication um, to have, communication style to have. Um, now, a person using this style is confident in their convictions, but make sure that they do not belittle or steamroll others in the conversation. So the difference between aggressive and assertive, they both are kind of confident in their convictions of what they want. I don't have to take away from you or attack you to 
to express my feelings and assertive communication. So that's the huge difference. They tend, we tend to have, when we're assertive, we tend to have a natural, naturally a high self-esteem and they do not veer into passive or aggressive communication. They kind of stay in their main lane. They got their focus. Hey God, I trust you. I'm walking on faith. We end this journey together. I take what comes as a what comes, but I'm not going to change who I am. Regardless of what other people may feel, what other people may think, they kind of stay in that style. And it's kind of a beautiful thing. However, we also recognize that it is not always easy, but it is a learned communication style that we can learn to have over time, but trusting ourselves, trusting God, and really changing our conversation with ourselves. And a lot of times we get stuck in the passive, our past, I know we didn't talk about passive aggressive, but the passive aggressive which means just quickly go over passive aggressive because I want to go over every single thing in detail. But passive aggressive is kind of like I'm passive. I'm not going to say nothing at first. Like, oh, I'm a people pleaser at first. But then maybe to our best friend, oh, how dare he talk to me that? Well, I can't say it in his face or I can't say it to her of mm -hmm. what I need and what I want. But I can say it outside of that. And so I get passive aggressive. Big example is I feel a certain way about something you tell me, Jen. And I don't say anything how I feel right there in that moment. Like, hey, I feel when you said this, da da da. I don't tell you that. I come back with an email to you, maybe two, three days later, and I start attacking you, like kind of like in a belittling way. Like, mm -hmm. you shouldn't have said what you said. That was stupid how you talked to me. Versus starting with the I feel statement, calm, assured, yeah. and where I'm at. So that could be passive aggressive. So when we have these styles and when we are passive aggressive, aggressive or passive, our negative self-talk can turn into cognitive, what we call cognitive distortions, where we are taking what everyone else says is going in our ear. We hear it, but it's filtering something else in our mind. And that mm -hmm. becomes our perception of reality but it's not the real reality. And examples of this life are like, what are you talking about? Cognitive distortions, what is that? Give me an example. Once I give you these few examples, you'll be like, oh, those are negative, those are cognitive distortions. So cognitive distortions, like kind of like negative thoughts that are just kind of, they are kind of, you stuck with. Like they don't, you don't have to think about it. It's kind of natural. Like it just, every time this happened, you may think about yourself. A lot of times we may say, oh, I'm stupid. Usually it's a conversation like, oh, I'm stupid. So let's say, for instance, you didn't raise your hand fast enough in class. You identify that as, oh, I'm stupid. The teacher didn't call on me. I'm stupid. That's not a thought you think about. Like, okay, I think I'm going to say I'm stupid. It naturally comes because it's been, it's been this repeated conversation with yourself over and over and over again. And the different terms that we have is very popular. One is catastrophizing. Everything is bigger than what it seems. Are all of nothing thinking. Everyone don't like me. I'm never going to get the job. God is never going to love me for just being myself. Or that future telling. We go into that. Or that, um, um, gosh, I can't think of all of them right now. I'm going to stop right there before my brain starts to hurt. I'm off of work, guys. But, but we have these different things. But I think it all comes from our communication style. Well, how we talk from others, how we allow others to talk to us, how we talk to ourselves. And all these things are just, your brain is taking notes. 
you're, you're, this is what you're feeding your brain. Oh, Pastor, I can't talk. So you're holding it in. You're holding all that energy in. All those spirits are just coming inside of you. And they don't know where to go, how to release. So it releases in you beating yourself up. It releases in you not showing compassion with yourself. And I just don't think that's what God wanted for us. I don't think that's the type of communication that he had in mind for us to think about ourselves. No, that's not how he talks to us. Right. Nowhere in, in conversation or in his written word. Like nowhere does he talk to us in that kind of way. Right. He always shows us compassion. He shows us tough love. If I think of the Old Testament, that was the toughest oh, love. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's just, he's assertive. Don't get me wrong. But he, he's not going to be passive aggressive, like sliding things under. He's not like, oh, I'm going to make a side comment that you might understand. He's like, the ground's going to open up and eat you because you stole the thing. <laughs> and it's that. Say what I mean. I mean what I say. If this is what I told you, this is what is going to happen. And in a way, you know, as my walk gets closer with God, I really appreciate that. I really identify and enjoy that that's all God with me, that he can be straight up with me. And also our relationship knows that, okay, he can say that and I'll have to take offense to it. Yeah, and, and because he is genuine, then when he when he is compassionate, we can also trust that he's not faking it. When he says, like, come to me, when you're weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. When he says, like, I'll give you the Holy Spirit, your comforter. That's mm -hmm. not like, oh, well, I mean, God doesn't really want to do that. Like, if he didn't want to do it, he wouldn't do it. And right. so we can test him because he's sincere in, in who he is and what he says he's going to do. And I feel one of the things, like, it's become kind of a, a go-to catchphrase for me, and I'm going to try and enunciate clearly. Um, is that, that we don't need to should on ourselves. Right. And it's so easy for me to be like, oh, I, I should have gone over that by now. Oh, I should be better at that. Oh, I shouldn't be dealing with that. Oh, I should have that part figured out. I should be in a different season of my life. And God never talks. I've never heard him talk to me, nor have I heard him talk to anyone in that way because it puts that an unnecessary pressure when instead he's not saying like, oh, here's a weight for you to carry. He's saying, come, let me lighten your load. Let me invite you into my supernatural enablement. Let me invite you into my presence. Let's go do these things together. And so even when you're talking about the ways that we can kind of have that repetitive language, like if you, for anyone who's listening, if you feel like you're constantly telling yourself like, I should be, I should be, I should be, you're putting a distorted view on yourself that isn't what God would have for you. Exactly. And we're made in his image. So yes. God, we're not talking about God in that way. We don't have to talk about ourselves in that way. We don't have to do that. I should do this. You are exactly where you're supposed to be in this season in your life. We are all in different seasons. Jen is in a totally different season. That married life, children life season. And I'm in a different season. And everyone who's listening on this podcast right now, y'all are in a different season. But he can use you in whatever season you're in, even if you're in that wilderness. Even if you are in a, I like to call it now, and I'm, and I'm learning more and more of my walk and the challenges that I'm in in this season that, you know what? I may not have exactly everything that I feel I need or I want right now, but I know I got everything I need through God. And I know that, hey, I'm in preparation. This may be not the harvest season. This may be I need to plant this seed season. 
And it's okay whatever season you're in to trust that, hey, this is where I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Are you supposed to be working that dead end, I hate you kind of job right now for that moment? Knowing that that job is preparing you for that dream job that you want or that entrepreneur job that you're going to create yourself. That you may not have had that thought if you weren't up at night crying to God talking about this job. God's going to plant that in you, whatever that is for you. That's just one example. But being able to really push, push of, I don't have to be in the shit of coulda, wouldas. Yeah. Well, in the wilderness season is hard. Uh, yeah. But for the Israelites, like when we talk about the, the Old Testament, they would go into the wilderness and that's where the miracles would happen. Like God would meet them in the wilderness and they would take that with them when they would go into the cities. And then when they would have like, okay, now we're, we're, putting down roots and we're planting here. And it's like, and we're going to recount the stories of what God did when we were in the wilderness. Yeah. And, and so all, there's beauty there. And all those stories, you know, you think about the Old Testament and I think about, um, I feel like her name just passed by my brain, Rahab. Her faith and her walk was based on those stories. It was based on their wilderness of what got brought back to them. She said, hey, if God's going to do that for you, for you guys, hey, I want to do that too. She negotiated. I feel like she was kind of a really good example of assertiveness, <laughs> of <Right>? being assertive. <laughs> what she wants, she's like, "Hey, I do this for you. You can spot, you know, stay in my house, and hey, just save my family when you when when you tear this city down, when mm-hmm. whatever God about to do. But I want to be on your side." Yeah, she could have easily been like, "Okay, thank you. I'm on my way now," but she said, "No, no, 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 no. I need to know this guy." I'll, I want to know this guy for myself now. Mm-hmm. And she joined the camp. She joined, she's like married. And then look at her, li- she's the lineage. If you go all the way back, she's the lineage to Jesus. Yes. And it's just a beautiful thing all from the story. Mm-hmm. If we go with the shoulda and we stop and we don't and we don't take the communication with ourselves or this communication with God and listen to God's voice, we may be breaking our legacy of what God wants to do for us. Cause he also give us that free will. He give us that choice. He ain't trying to yeah. force himself in your, in our lives. He wants you to choose him. And when you choose him, there is going to be some hard times because we suffer because of him, but he also is the biggest reward in life. I don't know what life would be like without God. I can't, I can't imagine it. I can't fathom it. I, I don't even like even thinking about it. Like what if I didn't choose God? What that if would I be a mess. Oh my God. I can't even, I can't even imagine. I can't. Mm-mm. <laughs> hot, hot mess. I don't even think I'll be alive. I may not even be, wouldn't even be existence even have this conversation with you. Right. And so we have to think about those things when we have our self talk and start being assertive. We, we deserve it. God deserves it because when we're assertive, it makes us trust him more. Mm-hmm. And so how do we talk to God, Jen? How do we listen to God's voice? How do we know when he's talking to us? So, oh oh gosh, I feel like we could talk about this all night long. (laughs) Uh, So I think at a starting off place, um, as a Christian, like I talk with people about the foundation of getting to recognize God's voice begins with receiving Jesus. And so that's how we enter into relationship with God. Uh, And it's receiving the gift that has always been available to us through Christ. 
And then we begin to know God the same way that we begin to know other people. So the way that we recognize our, our family members' voices, our best friend's voice comes from the sheer volume of experiences that we have together, that their voices are familiar to us because we talk to them a lot. Mm-hmm. And so as humans, we grow in relationships, human to human with healthy communication, which we're talking about and shared experiences. And where I, for starters, I didn't know that you could actually have a relationship with God when I first became a Christian. I thought he just wanted my good behavior. And then when I started learning that I could have a relationship with God, it then like I started just putting him in all of these boxes of like, okay, well, God has a shared experience with me when I attend church, which he does, but that's not the only time. Or God has a shared experience with me when I read the Bible or when I go to a small group or when I am sitting down praying and bringing my needs to him. And all of those things are true, but they're not the only times. And so they begin as the, the foundation of getting to learn what his voice sounds like because he's always going to be true to his character and he's always going to be true to his written word, the Bible. And so there are a lot of ways that God speaks to us. Um, and I talk about that even on the podcast where like some people will get a picture that pops in their mind or a word or they'll just be like a sense of peace and awareness. A Bible verse will come to mind. Like there's a a variety of ways. And for a lot of us, there's kind of an internal, still small voice where I'm like, okay, that voice is different than my voice. And so it's over that practice of like, hey, God, can can you talk to me more about that? Will you tell me more about these things? And even building on, um, okay, I'm reading this in the Bible. God, I want, I want to talk with you about this. And I'm using the Bible to help me go back to what I'm hearing. Okay, so God, I think you're saying... I think you're saying to me that this is what your love is like. Does the Bible say anything about that? Oh, it does. And does what I'm hearing line up with what the Bible says? Oh, okay, I think I'm hearing you. And then God, what else would you tell me about that? And how does this apply to my life? And if something sparks in my spirit, and I'm like, okay, well, how can I walk that out? And so it becomes this ongoing habit where we can have these open conversations with God and these shared experiences with him. And one of the examples I love to share about this um, comes actually from a time years ago. And I was, I was actually driving in to a parking lot and there were some trees that were lining the street and the wind was just blowing the branches and it looked pretty. It just looked pretty. I was not in a serious mood. I had no worship music on. Like it was just, I was driving, but it looked pretty. And I said, oh God, how beautiful. And I felt him say in my spirit, I did that for you. I knew you'd notice. And that awareness of him being aware of me and me getting to to know that he was aware of me in that moment. It was just this, this sweet little experience that God and I had. And I have come to find that we can have experiences like that all the time, all day long, every doing the dishes, cleaning the bathroom, driving your car, picking up Starbucks, doing your homework, doing your work. Like all of these things can become these shared experiences that we have with God as we learn to recognize his voice and just talk with him about more things. Because even kind of going back to that, like misunderstanding him, 
-hmm. we can misunderstand him and think he doesn't want to talk with us when in reality he made us as human beings like we are created for relationship with him Mm -hmm. and so he actually delights to talk with us he delights to talk with you Kenyatta like personally and then we can each like learn how to grow in that relationship and cultivate that relationship that we have with him yes awesome I love it. This has been a great, great, great topic, and I'm glad we're able to talk about it. And I know we've been talking a lot about God, and we're talking a lot about Christianity, and I know that my viewers, we are all around the world, actually, so I'm so proud and blessed with that. And so everyone's coming from different walks of life, and I want to say, you may not be where Jen is at. In your, in your walk. You may not be where I am at in my walk. This may be your very, very first experience with God or hearing how God can talk to you. It's about that relationship. It's about just a conversation. Whether you believe in Jesus or you don't or you want to, it's starting that conversation. It don't have to start in church. It can start right there while you're washing dishes. It can start right here tonight listening to this podcast right now. It can start wherever you are at. And I want people to recognize, and maybe we'll do a podcast about this later, your walk in in Christianity, your walk with God, your relationship with God is separate than any religion. We get caught up in the religion. I'm not saying church is not important. Fellowshipping with others, it is very important. And like Jen said, it's not the only way you can connect with God. You connect that God at your level because that's where you guys are at. And let God grow you. And if he leads you to say, hey, I want to join a church, then that's where he leads you. If tonight he's like, you know what, I want, to, I want to be with Jesus, then all right, we can say a prayer right now. We can, you know, those who want to serve Jesus, we'll, we'll do that before we close. We're, me and Jen will say a prayer for you guys and we'll pray. And then those who want to join Jesus and join that walk, it's as simple as just believing in him trusting him that he is the that he is the savior that he died for your sins just confessing that john is it john 316 am i right john mm-hmm. 316 and do not get me to quote exactly what that says because i will not get it right right now because y'all know when i'm i'm in this zone i can get really really nervous and then i don't want to screw it up again i don't want the bible scholars to beat me up but <laughs> But I want you to be able to trust your walk and your conversation with yourself and working on being aware of these different communication styles that you have with yourself, with others. And an assertive communication style is perfect for you, too. It's not you ain't got to have the biggest, biggest confidence in the world. You just got to be vulnerable. You just got to be like, hey, I'm ready to walk this walk. I'm ready to get uncomfortable. And I'm ready to love myself unconditionally and allow God to love me where he's at. So I'm going to put Jen on the spot if she is okay. Jen, yes. would you pray for us and pray for our um, our um, viewers who may be trying to find that walk and work with God and trying to figure out what that relationship looks like for them and finding their voice and, of course, for those who want to get saved tonight through this yeah. podcast. Yeah, let's do it. So if you are one of those viewers that just feels like, man, I've never had that kind of relationship with God, uh, don't let yourself or anyone else bully you into thinking that that's not that means it's not for you. It is for you. It is for everyone. For God so loved the world, not just certain people. And so he, Jesus came for the world. So he came for you. And one of the ways that God often talks to us is through other people. 
Like when you do, when you go to church or when you listen to a podcast or you stream a video online and you're like, hmm, I wonder if this is for me. Ask God, be like, God, is this for me right now? And ask him, like, give me, can you give me confirmation? Can you show me how this is for me? Because he does, he uses other people to help in us hearing his voice and us responding to him. And so even in, um, and I promise I am going to pray, but even if you're in that place of, I think I want to start that relationship with Jesus. And I don't know if I've ever done that before. It's simply receiving the gift that's always been offered in, in him as our savior, that our sin creates a debt that we can't repay. And it has a chasm that separates us from God. And the only way that chasm is closed is through Jesus. And so when we receive Jesus, we're like, hey, I, I receive your forgiveness. I receive you as Lord. I want to walk in relationship with you. Will you help me do that? And that's a prayer that God really loves to answer. And then he'll continue walking you through that. So I'm going to start there, if that's all right. And then I'll close this out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, God, we, uh, we thank you for your love for us. We thank you for every person who is watching or listening right now. And we thank you that you love them personally. That this moment right now, God, is personal to you because you want to have this moment with them. And so wherever they are, if they feel close to you or far from you, whatever, whatever else they're doing and multitasking or not multitasking, whatever season of life they're in right now, God, we ask that you would be real to them, that you would confirm to them that this moment is a moment that you delight to spend with them. And if, if you're praying with us and you have not asked Jesus into your heart as your savior, you can do that right now and just ask him, Jesus, I want to receive you. Will you come into my life? Invite him to, to be your savior, to receive the forgiveness that he gives of your sins. And then just ask him, like, God, as I receive you, God, will you help me learn to grow in relationship with you? And that's as simple as it is. That, that is it. If you prayed that prayer in any form right now, acknowledging the Lordship of Christ and receiving his forgiveness and inviting him in, then you have entered, you have started relationship with God. And so I just, I close this out and continue in this prayer. And God, we thank you. We thank you that you, you desire for us to have healthy communication. Yes, with you and yes, with other people, but also with ourselves. God, we thank you that wherever we are on our journeys of faith and life and wilderness seasons or not, that you are there in the midst of them all, that you're not uh, intimidated by any of our circumstances and that you are not far away, that you are close by. And so God, we ask you to do the work that only you can do, that you would continue your good work in the world and your good work in us. And we ask that the seeds that have been planted in this time together would continue to bear fruit, that we would take practical steps to walk out the things that, you, that we're learning about, the things we're hearing from other people, from each other, and from you. In your name, God. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Jen. Thank you for joining us. This has been an amazing, amazing episode all because of you. So thank oh. you so much. We are honored. 
We're so glad. And we definitely want to have you back again for another topic later on. So definitely um, listen out for that invite. And Relentless family, thank you for joining. It couldn't have been anything without you either. We're just so glad that you're here. You know, this is my favorite day of the week. And we're going to keep we're going to keep pushing. We're going to keep going deeper and deeper. I told you guys this year is my year of being unstoppable, so I'm not stopping. And I know you guys aren't either. We're going to continue to walk this walk with God. We're going to continue to walk in our purpose and continue to love ourselves unconditionally. We are reaching our best selves every single step of the way. And there's still greatness in us. There's still levels that we got to achieve. And so we're going to do that. So make sure you share, subscribe. Share with your friends, your family, your coworkers, to that stranger who you who you know, like, hey, this could really uplift them and help them with their voice and help them with their walk with God. Share with any everyone. Let's make this like the top the top episode of season two because we're in a few months. We will be in season three. Can y'all believe it? April, we will be in season three. One, two, three. I'm really excited about it. But you guys have a great night and have a great rest of your weekend. Stay safe and talk to you soon. Bye for now.